Hello, Kenyans. Welcome back to another messed up episode of Ken Bouchard Online. I'm your host, Altoona's residential geek demon, the one and only Ken Bouchard. Now, before we jump into the freaking geeky today, I want to ask how you guys are doing. How's your week been going? I hope you guys are pulling through. Now, I know that's a lot to ask, and I know I ask this every single episode, but you know what? Somebody's got to be there for you guys. And if it's not me, then who the hell is it going to be? Now, it's hump day! What? And you know what that means. We're only halfway through the week, but as soon as we get over the hump of hump day... I know it's all downhill from here, guys, and Friday's just around the corner. Yeah! Now, before I go any further, let me crack open a cold one and get this show properly going. There we go. Ah, uh, today's drink of choice is liquid death. Ah, nice and refreshing. I I have a cough. Ever since I've had COVID like two, three years ago, I've had this cough that just I can't shake. So I always got to have a drink with me to kind of clear my <clears throat> throat a little bit, if you know what I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and Bouchard Online will be back after these messages. Attention, brave warriors. Tis the time to shineth thy mystical 20-sided die. Dust off the forgotten tombs of player guides. Build the ultimate dueling decks. And brandish thy controller. Or game Alotacon vastly approaches. Alas, tis too dangerous to go alone. So take this. Game Alotacon is Central Pennsylvania's premier live gaming event. The Bakers, a family with over 20 years of hosting gaming events, plan to seamlessly bring all types of gaming under one roof. That roof being none other than the Blair County Convention Center right here in Altoona, Pennsylvania. From tabletop gaming, trading card games, role-playing games, console, even PC gaming will be on display with events ranging from casual all the way to competitive. Gameoloticon premieres Saturday, August 26th and Sunday, August 27th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. with a concert following directly after at 9 p.m. each day. Gameoloticon will feature guests from all over that are gaming related, from voice actors, mocap actors, artists, even players. There will be free learning events, vendors, and much, much, much more to come. For more information or to buy tickets, go to the official website at www.gameoloticon.com. That's www.gameoloticon.com. Now, would thee kindly pass me a cola and roll for initiative? And now, back to our show. Hey guys, uh, it's time once again for your weekly dose of horrific facts, but I think this time I'm going to mix it up because you know what? It's my show, and I'll do what I do. When life hands me lemons, I'll make beef stew. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, um, what's his name? Andy Milanakis. Yeah, that's who it was. If you guys are old like me, you remember the Andy Milanakis show, but if not, yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the horrific facts and nerdy news are going to get combined because I like to combine stuff. And as long as I keep it relative, 
Why not, right? So, here we go. While the plot for Tim Burton's upcoming sequel to his 1988 classic Beetlejuice is still unknown, the ensemble of actors on board is growing impressively. Michael Keaton will be reprising his role as the titular character Beetlejuice. Winona Ryder will be returning as Lydia Dietz. Catherine O'Hara will be returning as Delia Dietz. But now we have a few new faces. Scream 6 star and Wednesday star Jenna Ortega is signed on to play Lydia's daughter in the upcoming sequel. Monica Bellucci is signed on to play the bride of Beetlejuice, which is going to be interesting. Now added to the laundry list of who's who, Spider-Man No Way Home actor Willem Dafoe is signed on to play a paranormal officer of the law. Beetlejuice 2 is slated to come out in theaters September 6, 2024. Celebrating its 45th anniversary, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead is highlighted at this year's Living Dead Weekend in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Living Dead Weekend runs from June 9th to June 11th, 2023, and will be featuring the largest cast reunion ever assembled on grounds. Over 60 celebrity guests will be in attendance, including Ken Forey, Scott Rainier, Galen Ross, Tom Savini, Christine Romero, Richard France, and Warner Shook. For more information or tickets, go to www.thelivingdeadweekend.com slash Monroeville. Last but not least, we got The Muppets Mayhem dropped last week on Disney+. In a surprising turn of events, in the episode entitled Track 7, 8 Days a Week, we get a cameo by director Peter Jackson playing himself. An exchange with Jackson and the Muppet Floyd Pepper reveals that not only does the band have a history with Peter Jackson, but his feebles as well. Yeah, that's right, you heard me. The feebles. Jackson gives Floyd a grim update on the feeble, stating, Two of them are in witness protection, and the rest are in prison. Now, in case you aren't familiar with Meet the Feebles, that... <sighs> wow. Okay. Meet the Feebles was the second film, guys, in Peter Jackson's splatter phase between Bad Taste and Brain Dead, also known as Dead Alive. Originally intended to be a TV series, this feature-length film followed a cast and crew behind the scenes of a Muppet-like variety show. In 1989's Meet the Feebles, it's full of attempted sexual assault, drug use, eternity battles, a Vietnam War flashback, puppet porn, puppet sex, murder, nudity, and almost every crude and rude vice or joke you can imagine. Now, if you're interested, which gotta be, it, it, it's Peter Jackson, guys, and it's his, it's during his splatter phase. You got to go see this. So if you're interested, you can watch the cult classic currently on Tubi. And that was your dose of horrific news. Horrific facts, geeky facts, nerdy facts. It was your dose of 
of whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, guys, um, yeah. Hold on, let me take a sip here. Sometimes the best thing for you is water. Not a lot of people drink water, but you should be drinking tons of it, especially with summer coming around the corner. It is going to be the most hydrating and refreshing thing you'll drink. Don't touch that soda. Don't touch that fruit juice. That stuff's just going to make you thirstier and dehydrate you. You're thirsty? Drink some water. I drink lots of water. I've been drinking Liquid Death. I've been drinking uh, my Circle. So, yeah, I've been drinking lots of water. And my pee shows. So, <laughs> yeah. Guys, let's go with a review. Because I haven't done in a review in a while. I just had dinner yesterday, mind you, from Little Tokyo in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Now, if you're not familiar, Little Tokyo is a small little restaurant in the Walmart Plaza over down in, uh, you guys know where it is. I mean, there's a Permanente Brothers, Walmart, Sam's Club. If you don't know, shame on you. But over there, there's Little Tokyo. And, uh, yeah, I decided to uh, try it. Lady D wanted to try ramen for the first time. Granted, she didn't order ramen. But she wanted to try ramen, so we went ahead and found it. We ordered it, or ordered from there. I uh, decided to be a little brave. I ordered octopus. Let that sink in. I ordered octopus. I've had uh, squid before, like fried squid and stuff, but... I was ordering octopus from a place that does sushi. So I was I was I was like, yeah, why not? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. And uh she ordered she ended up ordering the yakisoba. I ordered the steak lo mein. She ordered like a steak yakisoba. I ordered octopus. Damien got fried squid? No, fried calamari. Because, you know, Damien's not as brave. He's not a brave soul. I am though. So our food came Decided to eat. Well, come to find out, Dee wasn't a fan of seaweed. She doesn't like seaweed. So she gave me the yakisoba, and I gave her the lo mein. I mean, it's still steak and noodles. I'm good with it. Delicious, guys. I not, I'm not blowing smoke here. It was delicious. I love it. Like, I've had yakisoba store-bought, like where you take it, you add water, you put it in a microwave, you heat it up. Pales in comparison. It is so far different and so much better if you order it. And I know everyone's going to be sitting there, well, yeah, dumbass, because it's actual yakisoba. But I've never had actual yakisoba, so get off your high horse and listen to me while I tell you this was a new thing for me to try, and I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. And the portion they give you, I'm a big guy. If you're just listening in and you've never seen me, I'm a huge guy. Like I am every bit of 370 pounds and only five foot six. So I'm a I'm a I'm a circle with legs. <laughs> so with that said, it takes a good bit to fill me. The one order of this yakisoba, I had a hard time finishing. I was sitting there like, oh, oh, I'm so full. And it was so good. So good. Then we had um octopus it wasn't bad like it came came with rice it was like like a little little rice ball with octopus on top of it and i tried it plain straight up first wasn't bad it was really good it had 
it had a chewy texture, but it kind of reminded me of like a, a a chewy seafood. Like a, you know, and I know it's octopus is seafood, dumbass. Get off of it, okay? I'm having a hard time. You do this show. No, real. It was like chewy, like you know, you get the imitation crab meat. It was kind of like that, but chewier. I didn't mind it. I liked it. So if I ever had to order it again, I sure, yeah, I would order it on a heartbeat. It was good. The yakisoba was delicious. Uh, I get to try. I tried the lo mein. It was good. The only downfall to this meal, and it's not really a downfall. Like I would still go to Little Tokyo anytime. Their food was delicious, delicious. The only downfall, though, was that the lady suckered me in to buying these rice cakes. It's maki rice cakes, I guess they're called. I don't know. They they're refrigerated. They they are like little balls of gummy substance. But when you feel it, it doesn't feel gummy. It feels like it's like friggin' like a soft plastic. I don't know, but it's like gummy stuff wrapped in red bean paste. Doesn't sound good, guys, right? Well, I kind of didn't realize that. I just saw these and I was like, oh, I've always wanted to try one of these. I didn't think of the red bean paste. It was far from my mind. It was far from anything I was thinking. I was just thinking, oh, look, Japanese dessert. I want to try this. So I got three of them. Each one was different. And we tried two of them yesterday. My initial reaction was like, oh, it's weird feeling because it doesn't feel like food. It feels like fake. But then once I got it in my mouth and I took a bite of it, it was, oh. Again, I reiterate, it's a, like a thin gummy substance that encases red bean paste, but the red bean paste is sweet. It is sweetened. So I had a hard time eating half of one. These are only maybe, maybe at best, like two quarters big. Like they're not big and round. They're, they're small little circles. But I had a hard time eating half of one. I couldn't get past the red bean paste. It was sweet, like sweet beans. I love baked beans. Don't get me wrong. Baked beans are delicious, especially with the more maple brown sugar, the better. But this, because it was in a paste form, and surrounded by like a gummy, a gummy substance, I was just like, oh, I can't. Oh, <laughs> I, I ate it. I ate the half, and I was just like, no more. I can't do this. I can't do. It. I'm right now sitting in my fridge, is one, and nobody's gonna eat it. It's probably gonna go to waste. Damien didn't like it. Lady D didn't like it. So yeah. But besides that, besides the uh, red red bean paste gummy candy stuff, we also got a bottle of lychee. Lychee? Is it spelled? Is it said lychee or lychee? I'm not sure how you say it. But it's like like Japanese fruit of some kind. And we got a bottle of that juice. And it, nice, and, nice and good. So it, it helped wash down everything. I highly recommend... Little Tokyo, if you're in the Altoona area, you want a Japanese cuisine that's kind of authentic. And I say kind of authentic because I've never been to Japan. I don't know what they eat in Japan. And if I was to say anything, it'd be like, you know, 
rice and fish, maybe, most of the time. But around here, in Altoona, besides a key, which is a another place that does good food, check out Little Tokyo. Really good. Highly recommended by me. I finally got to see Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves the other day. It hit over at Paramount Plus literally like a day or two ago. But yeah, it landed on Paramount Plus and as a family we tend to like eat dinner and watch a movie, kind of like a dinner and a movie together. So I got to pick Dragon uh Dragon Age. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Age. But you know, I got to pick Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm not disappointed with that choice whatsoever. In the past, I've seen other reiterations or incarnations of the Dungeons and Dragons, including the god awful movie with the Keenan brothers, or the Wayan brothers, I should say, not Keenan. The Keenan Ivory Waits, I think, was in it. Man, I got the hiccups. No, I think uh, the Wayan brothers were in it, and I don't know who all else. I didn't really pay attention. It came out in like the 90s, and it had old blue lips. We call them old blue lips. Me and my old game group, we used to make fun of old blue lips. Dungeons and Dragons, the original movie, but like I said, had a character. He was the bad guy. And how did you know he had a bl- he was the bad guy? Because he had blue lips. But no, we got past that version and other versions of Dungeons and Dragons. I should just call it D and D because I'm having a hard time saying Dungeons and Dragons. I keep stuttering over like Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, D and D. We've seen other versions of D and D, and they weren't great. They weren't. They weren't good. But last night. I got to see Honor Among Thieves, and I loved it. It was pretty good. Uh, They had classes. They had the Barbarian. They had the Bard. They had the Wizard. They had a Tiefling. Um, They had classic monsters like a Gelatinous Cube, which was great. I geeked out when I saw the Gelatinous Cube. Yeah, it, it was just really good. It was really put together, and they had a cameo. That I geeked out over because at one point, as uh, the movie heroes are running through, you get to see a live action set of the Dungeons and Dragons characters from the classic cartoon series in the 80s. I was like, oh, look, there they are. Like, there, there's like four or five of them. They showed up in Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, oh my God. The only thing that was missing was the baby unicorn. I don't think they had the baby unicorn. They should have had the baby unicorn because that would have like made it complete, but you couldn't miss them. They were there. You actually see them twice in the movie. And I really hope that they come back. Like, have more D&D cameos. You know what I'm saying? Because it was really, really good. Really fought out movie. I loved the ending. Um, It was heartfelt. It was beautiful. It re-energized my love for Dungeons & Dragons. And it makes me want to go out there and find a game group so I could play a character. I have so many characters in mind after seeing that movie. I was like, oh, I want to play a bard. I want to play this. Uh, tieflings are cool. You know, I, I want to I want to get out there and try characters I've never tried before. And if you've never played Dungeons & Dragons, guys, you need to go try it at least once. I know back in the day it was a nerdy thing and geeky thing. And only dweebs played Dungeons & Dragons. And if you weren't saying that we were dweebs, then you were saying we were cultists because of the whole, like, uh, Oh, I'm getting tongue-tied here. What was it called, guys? Help me out here. Satanic Panic. That's what it is. Satanic Panic. And it was Dungeons and Dragons. Your kids are worshipping the devil if they're playing a board game. But no. 
they weren't. And you guys, nowadays, it's everywhere. It has hit popularity beyond belief. And if you like imagination, if you like story, if you like to dive into fantasy and and kings and queens and monsters and brave knights and mystical warriors and use your imagination and take these characters to places only you can fathom and go out, go to your local gaming store, find a gaming group and see if you could even at least sit in, sit in. I'm sure they'll let you sit in and watch them. But Dungeons and Dragons, guys, a uh, great movie, highly recommended game, and yeah, the movie just renewed my love for Dungeons and Dragons. It was really good. I was going to go on and talk about Florida today. Seriously, guys, if you've been watching the news, I don't care if you're left, right, center, I don't care if you are a MAGA supporter, I don't care if you're a Biden supporter. I don't care if you were looking for someone new. Guys, Florida is going to hell in a handbasket. First they had the no, uh, don't say gay bill. Now it's transgenders. If, you're, if you live in Florida, if you want to become a transgender, if you're feeling like you need to trans, transform, is it? trans? I don't know what it is. What is it you go through? What is the name of the process that a transgender goes through? But if you feel like you're not yourself and you want to become yourself, you can't in Florida. Stay away from Florida. They just passed a bill where if someone assumes you are giving gender-affirming medicine, you can have your children taken away from you just because they think you're doing it. They don't have to have proof. They don't need to sit there and see that your child is now changing. They don't need to see the process of changing. They don't even need to see the pill prescriptions or the medications or the surgery receipts or any of that. No. They just need someone to go in and say, hey, I have a fear that so-and-so is giving their child gender-affirming medication. And you're losing your child. That child's going in a foster system. Florida has gone to hell in a handbasket. Now, I'm not promoting illegal work, okay? But Florida, <laughs> nobody's out there harvesting your fruits. Nobody's out there fixing your, your roofs. Nobody's out there working because you guys are now sending migrants out. Ron, is it Ron DeSantis? Yeah, I think that's who's doing all this. First, he signs the Don't Say Gay bill. Then he goes after Disney. Then he goes after the migrant workers, then he goes after the transgenders, then he went after oh, don't forget the uh, uh, drag drag uh, shows and stuff, you can't have any of those, or or, uh, or the drag queens do readings to kids can't have any of those anymore all of this stuff has become laws and legalities I don't get it like, I wanted to plan a trip to Florida I wanted to go to Disney World with my son. He's never been to Disney World. And I was like, man, I want to go to Disney World. Now, I feel Disney World itself is a safe place. Because Disney themselves are fighting with Ron DeSantis <laughs> over, like, the ability to, yeah, don't say gay bill and shit. But how can I take my son to Florida? And I, I here's the thing. My son's a cis boy. So I'm not worried about that. But if I go to Florida, here's the thing. 
If I take my son to Florida, and his mother decides, who lives in Pennsylvania, gets a hair across her ass and goes, I have a fear that my ex is giving my son uh, gender-affirming medication, I could lose Damien in the middle of nowhere. Like, they could take him in Florida. I don't have to live in Florida. I could just be in Florida, and they'll do it. They'll, they're, they're, they don't care. So why would I take my son to a place that is not open, that is not loving? Why would I take my son to a state for vacation that we have to be on pins and needles? Why would I take my son to a state for vacation where they're afraid to come out, afraid to talk to you, afraid to be themselves? Why would I take my son on vacation to a state that has gone, as I said before, to hell in a handbasket. Disney, I'm sorry. I would love nothing more to go see, you know, um, Galactic whatever, the Star Wars, uh, I think it's Galactic Adventure. I may be wrong. I would love to go see that. I would love to go see uh, Universal's Wizarding World of Harry Potter and all that stuff. But I'm not going to Florida if Florida will not accept people for who they are. If Florida wants to make Oh, and they have this now new gun carry law. Listen to this. You don't need a license to carry a gun in Florida. You can conceal carry. Anybody can. Florida, where they had school shootings. What was it? Uh, Parkland? I think that was Parkland, Florida, right? Or how about the, the gay bar in uh, Orlando that got shot at? Yeah. Instead of sitting there and making harder restrictions for guns and stopping the guns... They're saying, guns for everybody. Welcome to Florida. We got guns for days. You want a gun? You got a gun? It's like Oprah Winfrey show. Look under your seat. You got a gun. You got a gun. Everybody carry a gun. Put it in your pocket. Use it. Abuse it. You don't care. Florida, what the fuck? That's all I'm going to say. What the fuck? <sighs> and that is all I got to say about that, guys. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, give me a like and subscribe over on YouTube at Ken Bouchard Online. Subscribe and join my ever-growing Kenyan army. You want to be a Kenyan. You want to join the army. And all you got to do is like, comment, subscribe, share, do your duties. Help us grow. And until next Wednesday, until next hump day. Remember to always stay freaky, stay geeky, stay nerdy, and as much as possible, guys, stay dirty. Peace!